Hi there, so this is another episode of Melanade, and on today's Melanade I have um, a very special guest who I've paid a lot of money to be on this episode, Um, (laughs) only because they're a little scared of speaking into this microphone, so I had to pay them a lot, and I paid them a lot in chocolate. Um... (laughs) <laughs> but my mum, it's my mum on this episode. Do you want to say hello? Hello. Hi. <laughs> she, she she looks really worried about being on this. And I've explained all we're doing is just having a conversation. She don't have to be as scared, do you, mum? No, I don't have to be scared. No, it's right. easy. Okay, then. You just forget it's there. All right, then. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I just want to talk to you about... um. When I was younger, because obviously I don't really remember that much, <laughs> about what you had to do to help me with my dyslexia. And when you, like, when did you... Because you were the one who noticed that I was dyslexic, mm. right? Yeah, it was when you first went to primary school. And uh, it was in those first few years at primary school when it became clear to me that you weren't able to uh, do the reading at all. You seemed to miss out middle vowels actually those vowel sounds in the middle what do you you, i couldn't read at all no Uh no you're just struggling so hard with it i remember not liking doing it no i suppose that people don't like doing something that they can't do really or that it's too difficult for them to do so So, beginning to notice that and and i definitely was sort of like the middle vowels Oh, but before that, when you were at nursery school, so while I was working, you went to a nursery school, and um, I got called in one day because you were tearing up books. You tore up the books into little tiny pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I remember doing this. And it, it wasn't because... Well, not doing it, but didn't I do one at home as well? And you did one at home. Yeah, I remember doing one at home and getting yeah. in loads of trouble, and it was like an alphabet book or something. Well, yeah. It had lots of letters in it, and I remember ripping it up and yeah, getting you, in trouble. Yeah, you ripped it up into tiny, weeny little pieces. And I wondered later about that, whether it was sort of doing something to your eyes or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly you came from a house with lots of books in, so it wasn't... Yeah, so my mum loves loves yeah. reading. And I... My mum was a librarian. <laughs> you did English literature. You like, they named me after Jane Austen. <laughs> my middle name is Jane. Yeah, so many true. books in the house. That's right, there's a lot of books in the house. Very... You read all the time. Yeah. Um... I like reading now. Yeah. Like, you... for the first time, I love Harry Potter. I've never read the books and on... About yeah. to start the last Harry Potter book, and it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. That's only because I feel confident enough to read it. Yeah, I think that's right. So you've got to the point now where, where you can do it, I think. Yeah. I, I still struggle with um, reading my uni, like... Textbooks. Yeah, when we have to do a reading, I don't usually do them. Mm. Because I, like, she'll be, like, spend an hour on them. I'll be spending ages on them because for some reason they just use massive words when they could just use normal words that would explain it just as well. Mm, that's academic writing for you. Yeah, but I don't like it. There's only some, there's some, like, the books that I will reference in my essay are usually written by people where I find that academic writing really easy to read. Mm. Otherwise, I just don't bother reading anyone else's because... Well, there is something to be said for making things clear when you write it down, so... Yeah. I so I I still is. find that really hard, and I find myself just going to my lectures and listening to people's opinions on them, 
And then if I feel like it's something mm. that I find really interesting, then I'll make an effort to read it. <laughs> Maybe it isn't the best way to do it, but then it's like if some of it's I think, just... Well, it's just too di- so difficult for you to... You've got to put a lot of effort into it, more than most people. So you've got to get a lot out of it to want to do it, really. Yeah. And if I don't feel like it's one that will maybe benefit my practice. Yeah. Then I I don't bother reading it. But then if I'm in the lecture and I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting, I will make an effort yeah. to. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I, it's probably always going to be a difficult thing for you to do. But, you, you know, you've done so well. You did get help at primary school because um, they put you on this project. But that was through me sort of saying that she's struggling here. Yeah, so let's go back to yeah. when you first noticed, kind of went off there yeah. talking about reading. But it was at the stage when everyone was learning to read and you were just struggling with it. And I started pushing for you to get some form of assessment. How and did you have to go about? What? We kept going into the school and speaking to the teachers. But they wouldn't have done it just straight? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, no, I think probably not. I kept pushing and pushing. And in the end, I decided, you know, the way to approach this is not, you know, not to get angry or whatever, but just to be persistent. You know, keep going up there, kept going up there, kept going to talk to them. And in the end, they got you um, sort of assessed. But it's it came out with, and then that gave you six weeks of uh, work as well. You had somebody coming into the school outside of the school and she worked with you for six weeks and was doing did an assessment as well so they probably didn't want to do it because they didn't have the funding to pay for that I woman suspect to that come that's in. exactly it and, and that's that would be what we'll talk about you know the whole time it's the funding you know they don't want to assess you couldn't get you uh, an assessment when you got to secondary school because they don't want to pay for it and it means that there will be something else that you yeah. know, they will have to do as well and put into place. That's so what right. that early one came back with was saying that you had dyslexic tendencies. Now those are Weasley words, aren't they? Dyslexic tendencies. Weasley words. Weasley words. <laughs> I like what's Weasley words. Weasley words. It's sort of like dodging and not exactly, you know, it doesn't label, it doesn't say you have dyslexia, which then means that you've got to have funding for blah, blah, blah. So you might have the tendencies to okay. do it. So running around. Yeah. There's or not tiptoeing a, around it. Tiptoeing around it. Mm-hmm. Weasley okay. words. Weasley words. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> and, um, so that, that stood for the whole of, that. you know, that assessment stood for you for the whole of primary school. You got that six weeks thing, and then you you got taken out of class, didn't you, to do some reading? Yeah. I mean, I think that's you know being taken out of class to do extra reading. It's difficult, really. Um, you know, one you're taken out of class, so what are you missing when you're you're you know not there? The other is everybody knows that you've gone. How does that make you feel? But the the priority was to get you reading, so yeah, that was why it happened. I mean, and I think it was. You know, it was a good thing. No, really. yeah, it did help. But I've had that, all had that all through. throughout secondary school as well. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I was taken out of was it Italian, which was good because yeah. I wasn't enjoying. No, I I, <clears throat> I went into school then as well. And you had said, to go in that time as well. Yeah, and said, uh, you know, take her out of take her out of you know the languages and put her in, 
you know give us some extra help she can hardly do english don't make her do another one i'm <laughs> not exactly saying that you know. <laughs> no i know yeah, you're but, not. Uh, and, and they were you know they agreed with that and they they did do that because again it's the priority isn't it to get you reading yeah mm. so i had that and then you also had to i had lessons outside of school as well yeah yeah the lovely mrs punks yeah, she was great. She was lovely. And, she was very good. And she, I th- you know, she re- you went there once a week uh, after school. And I think she was just, so, she was such a calm person. I think she calmed you down. Because by this point now, oh. you were about seven or eight, nine, mm-hmm. that kind of period. You're getting quite angry. Was I? Mm. Why? Well, because you're struggling at school. You know that, you know that you're more intelligent than you're being given credit for because you can't do the reading Mm. and I think this is that 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 angriness went on for quite a long time it certainly went into secondary school as well oh yeah because I remember being in like year seven year eight and Mm. we we had to do those like exams I think I might have mentioned this in another podcast but we had to do exams to look at where we were on our work and I was like I'm not going to revise because this is just to show what they're teaching me and how much I can do. And I just kind of gave up. Mm. And it wasn't until we went to... um, Do you remember we went to that GCSE assembly at my school and they were talking about what GCSEs are going... Like, about the GCSEs and, like, going into year 10 and your choices and everything in one big assembly. And I, like, cried. Do you Mm. remember that? Uh, no. You don't remember? No. I like cried because I yeah, thought you were always doing it. I suppose probably you're always getting angry, and I, I just knew that you were really upset. So that might be the one time that you remember it. I don't. Well, I just remember it because then from then on, I was like, I've got to do well, otherwise well, I'm not going to have a future. Yeah. But then, yeah, I had to work a lot harder than you did have to work a lot harder maybe other people do it's true and for being the parent of somebody who's struggling you know a child that's struggling so much there you feel that well they're just you know particularly they're just too young to have to cope with this failure all the time failure 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 um they're just too young and i i don't want them to have to do it but of course the other side of that as well is that it makes you into a stronger person because you've had to deal with that failure and come to terms with it and whatever the strategies are that you've put in place to deal with it will make you a stronger person. Yeah. Because throughout life, there's no doubt, you know, as you go into adulthood, things will go wrong. There will be failure, but you you, and other people... I've been failing so since day one. Yeah, I've been failing at school <laughs> since day one. So you had to... Mm. You had to come up with strategies to deal with that. And my response as a parent as well was not to give you more reading that you would fail with at home but try and um, uh, broaden you know the things that you did so that you could find something that you were really good at so you did a lot of things you did tennis you did ballet you did I didn't like tennis no you didn't like tennis you didn't like the ballet much either and then of course dad took you to golf so you were about seven then weren't you yeah, I think so. And and you were really good at it. You know, you did well at that. Yeah. And um, 
I think those sort of things... The reason I liked golf, though, is because you'd made me play tennis for so long. And I didn't like tennis because with tennis, <laughs> the ball kept falling on the floor and you kept having to pick it up. Oh, yes, I remember that, yes. <laughs> but with you golf, you don't have to pick you it didn't up have until to pick the ball up, for yeah. a very long time till you get to the end of the hole. Yeah. Tennis, you have to keep picking it up, and I found it exhausting. And I was like, what? This is this is not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think tennis was for you, but... Uh, <laughs> Too the much other people. thing, the, the thing about golf is that you're very strong... You were strong as a baby, actually. So I think uh, your strength <laughs> makes you, um, you know, be able to take the ball yeah. the long way. But you've also got, again, with golf, you have to be good at failing. Well, there you are, then. And controlling your anger. Yes. Which is hard. Yes. So if you get angry and annoyed at yourself, then you just ruin the rest of your game. Yeah, you need to put it to one side, then, and move on, kind of thing. Which, no, I wasn't very good at, but... I managed to handle sometimes. Yeah. Depended. Yeah. But, yeah, it was good because you didn't force me to do my homework as well sometimes, I felt. No, I didn't I didn't see it as, I cut, you know, at home, I, you, it's no more, I don't want to push you into doing those things that are so bad. At home, I want to broaden you in, in other ways. And when you're at primary school, it's definitely play, lots of creative play. Um, well, you had all those boxes, didn't you, in the bay window? There were whole towns in the whole... In the, oh, yeah, I made um, lots of things. You made lots of things. That's the thing, like, neurodiverse people make things. Yeah. It's all visual, so... Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. And you got things like, the ki- you know, would give you the kitchen roll and you would create a whole picture on the carpet. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you know, I might... picture created out of the paper I forgot towel. I did that. I think I made a sheep. Did I make a sheep? a sheep? I think it was a sheep, yeah. Oh. And then... Have you got any photos of this? I think there might be some photos somewhere. Oh, yeah. I have to have a look at my yeah, great artistic yeah. work. Yeah, things like that. But, you know, your whole town's made out of boxes. That was your indoor stuff. But outside, also, we'd like... Um, uh, I'd give you chalk and you'd write on the patio, you know, on the saps on the patio. You'd draw pictures on there. In fact, you'd draw pictures on the wall. You'd have a paintbrush with a bucket of water and oh you'd God, draw yeah. pictures with that. And then, of course, when the sun came out, it would all disappear. I preferred that one because I didn't have to clear it up. <laughs> you didn't like me painting stuff on the walls, I remember that. No, no, I was quite... No, that, that, didn't, that stayed there for a few yeah. years with the chalk on the walls. And the other thing that we'd do is like go in the garden and get we'd get some paper and we'd get some mud and we'd do mud drawings. Do you remember doing that? And then no. we'd get grasses and rub them onto the paper. Lots of drawing. Lots of arty things, things. and but the creative things as mm. well. See, it's funny because I've started drawing again, and that's mm. because I obviously loved it. But I remember going to school, and I was thinking about this last night, actually, that um, I it came, when it came to GCSEs and picking your GCSEs, I decided to do music instead of art. I know. Which you were like, no, don't do. And I, I was know. like, no, I want to do music. And at the time, like, I loved, didn't I make songs up? On... Well, you, you were writing the lyrics, which was like poetry, you know, and yeah. it just became, it was so easy for you to do. Yeah. It I just loved... came straight out of your head, fully formed. And then I just and make up. And they were up... very good. Yeah. And then I just make up a beat. Mm. Um, on the guitar or the piano not that I could play amazingly but I had loads of fun doing that and my music teacher at the time was like yeah you're really good at it you should maybe do it and I was like okay 
um, I want to do that. And then I didn't do, you were like choosing art. You said to choose art, but I didn't want to do it because so many people would come to me and said, oh, art, you have to do a lot of work for art. Mm. And I just was like a bit lazy and I was like, GCSE is going to be hard enough. I don't want more work than mm. I need. Mm. Um, so I decided to do music. But then I actually came to doing music what I did it for two months and dropped out mm, it's too difficult it, it was too difficult and it was because of the exam yeah the lessons I enjoyed I, I like enjoyed all of that but in the exams it came down to writing in yeah. a certain time frame mm-hmm. and I wasn't allowed to use a laptop mm-hmm. because the writing also meant diagrams and looking at music reading and I mean I don't know why I decided to take music when I couldn't actually read music and actually trying to read music even some people who are neurodiverse find it really easy and others others don't but when I yeah mm. when I spoke to the learning support people at Central the other day they were like yeah if you find, can you read music and I was like no I find it really hard mm. and they were like yeah that's part of dyslexia oh, right. okay so the well, reason somebody, you know somebody at the school should should have advised you on that to be honest shouldn't they don't you yeah. think? Well, the thing is, because that music teacher was like, yeah, you'll be able to do it. And then she left mm. and we got someone new. Uh. We got someone new as soon as I started GCSEs. And then the whole exam was just, the exam was too hard. And that's my issue with yeah. exams. Because I could have really enjoyed a subject. And the same with art. Could have really enjoyed music and art. But I decided not to do art because the exam work was too hard. Mm. Or too much. And that frightened me. And then the, I had to leave music because... I um, found the exam too hard. Mm. And psychology as well, when I did my A-levels. I loved learning about psychology, and I still do now, reading mm. about neurodiversity, but mm. I couldn't do the exam, so I had to drop it, mm. because I couldn't do it. Yeah, but you had the laptop by then, didn't you? Yeah, even with the laptop on psychology, though, the amount you have to write yeah. in a certain amount of time is just too much. Too much, yeah. Yeah. That you don't like, I didn't find I had enough time to write down everything I needed to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, it's a memory test, really, as well, about how much information. Yeah, but you were good at that, of course. Yeah. You could just memorise a lot of stuff, couldn't you? Yes, I could do that. Yeah. Only because of drama, obviously. Yeah. You know, learning. Claire said she could do that as well when we spoke on our other podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how you got through some of those GCSEs, wasn't it? Because you just, we got you those revision books and you just learnt them off by heart, didn't you? You had the little cards and you wrote things on those. That was down to Miss Parker and the extra. Was and it? And there was another tutor as well, the one-to-one that I had at secondary school. She taught me games to, like, m- memorise history. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that helped. She like taught me little cue card games that you could do for memorising and ways to remember dates and names because I couldn't do that. Yeah. So that was all down to that extra help that you got me. Yes. But for me, it was it, it, uh, it was always it was always a battle throughout the whole of your school time. It was always you know if, if somebody new came in, if you went to a new class, you had to start all over again and go in and go. Da, 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 you know, and say it all again. It was it was constant, constant, you know, mm. badgering of them really to to keep to keep it up. Otherwise, they'd have let it go. Really, yeah. I felt, you know, it, there was no sort of joined up. 
thing when you went to secondary school. Oh, right, this girl has got, you know. You had to start this, all so over again. You've got to again. start all over again. And then you get to start all over again, you know, with yeah. new teachers when you got a new form teacher or whatever. It was it was doing, it was a constant. Yeah, I remember that you had to constantly. Badger, return. badger, badger, you know. And still, when you go to higher education, you've got to start, you've got to have yes, 300 so pounds to do it all over again. Yes, well, yeah. Which is what we haven't done. Yeah. Yeah, but you're, you know, you're doing it for yourself now. But I, I did that throughout your school years, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were lucky with some of the people that you had, like, you know, your drama teacher. So when you first started doing drama at secondary school, he was just so lovely, really, in that he he thought that you were very good at drama. And that was probably the first time that you'd ever really been praised and told that you were very good at yeah, something. it was the first time. I think it probably was. No, yeah. I remember it getting my mark. I can't remember how they marked things in, like, year seven, but I remember getting it and being like, oh, my God. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. I mean, and that was all down to him, you know. He was such a... He was so good to you, really, boosting mm. your confidence at a time... When you were getting increasingly more angry, you know, it was it was building up yeah. more and more. I mean, it was the only subject, I think, that really got me through, because I do remember getting angry. Mm. And getting angry with stuff. Mm. And having drama was great, but then this all comes down to the fact that it's the arts are cut, and I can't imagine what it because they are probably more cut than they were when I went, was in secondary school. can't imagine what it's like for anyone else maybe in my position. Yeah. Because I remember going into year nine and I only had drama for one term. And then it got switched oh, between yes. art, drama, and the one where you learn about sex, health. And yeah. That one. That yeah. hasn't really, like, PH. I remember you being upset by that. And, but, you know, there's just nothing that you could do. You know, that was the way, that's how it was. I did but retaliate. I, I was like, this is ridiculous. And they were like go tell the government then Becky and I was like okay <laughs> okay I'll do that you know I'm just a school girl but I'll do it they won't listen to me no exactly that's what I mean they put people like Gove who everyone hated at the time because he was the one who cut it mm. was cutting the funding and yeah it's just not fair on people who you know that may be like you it was something that you were very good at it's just not fair I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it is fair. And and you know, and for other people to make them, you know, drama's a really good thing. I think for an awful lot of people, you know, because so, so many jobs are involved with communicating and yeah, communi- presenting, communicating, and, and so working you in know, a team. working in a team. Yeah. So I think it, you know, it's not a good thing. No, it's not. But we both. That's the thing. We both have a love for the arts and some people just don't and people in education who want to who see Russell Group as the main well, thing will just be like mm. another thing about education courses that things like drama and art as well are subjective you know the markings and the marking scheme is not so easy really because it's quite highly subjective mm-hmm. whereas you know in things like maths you can it's right or wrong yeah so it's easier for them to get their statistics yeah, to show what to school does best to, in the UK. To assess what's yeah. going on as well. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, 
Have you gone on a lot about school? But I mean, I'm very lucky that you acknowledged it mm. and saw me at a young age struggling. And lots of people won't get that. No. I've had a parent to have pushed so much like you did. Yeah. I'm very or fortunate. Or knew about it, really. Yeah. I, I met... I met a, well, some, par- some parents will not know no. that such a thing exists, you know? No. And also, I met a girl the other day for, at my uni... Um, and she was like, oh, I just got diagnosed and like now everything makes sense. Mm. And I was like, I, can't, I just can't imagine having gone that whole education mm. without mm. without it. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, I think it must be really difficult. Very, you know, must be a relief for her really to go, oh, that's why, that's mm-hmm. what it was. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what I mean, and we, we've spoken a lot about, obviously, my weaknesses in reading, but then obviously I had the strengths and creativity and stuff like that. But you were always very good at reminding me of them, and obviously by letting me play and explore those things and not pressuring me to learn to yeah. to read. I now yeah. actually love reading. It's yeah, it fantastic, isn't it? Mm. And I, you're lucky, really, to be around with dyslexia in this age as well, because, you know, once you realise the books weren't any good, you... We bought you all those um, tapes of books, so you had all the Harry Potter ones and then the Roald Dahl ones. So, yeah. you know, you had that. You could hear the spoken word. Yeah. Um, and I would read bits to, out of the paper too, as well. <laughs> still do. Sitting, you, I still do. <laughs> when, you were sitting, when we were sitting on the sofa, I'd read interesting things out of the paper too. So, yeah, kind of lucky, really. Mm. those those things are there yeah. yeah and computers as well yeah definitely for um you know but also i feel like the arts is more i don't know with like instagram and social media and stuff people can show their artwork more and it's almost like on the internet that's really appreciated did you, mm. you know and companies seem to really like it if you have another like artistic hobby of something like that yeah because it shows more skills. I don't know. I just I just see like social media, especially Instagram, is so arty. Yeah. And everyone is being arty in it, and is an artist in one way or another. Yeah. And that, and that's got to be good, hasn't it? Yeah. That you 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 know being creative has got to be good. You know because it makes you more relaxed. Yeah. I think. It's good. You know, it's good to try something else out. Yeah, it's, it's relaxing. Mm. It's not because it, you get rewarding as well. Yeah, and you've made something at the end. Really. Yeah, I think it's because you get totally engrossed in it. You can, you know, once you start making something, you know, oh, a couple of hours gone past, and I'm still making this thing or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm still doing this drawing or yeah. whatever. Definitely, and that that has got to be good for you. I'm sure your mental health. Yes, I think so, definitely. Mm. Okay. I feel like we've spoken about quite a lot of things. Have we? That's good. Yeah. See, it wasn't that scary, was it? Uh, you forgot that you were being recorded. I did forget that I was being recorded. It's exactly. true. Now you've been reminded and now you're scared again. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything more now. <laughs> you're going to listen to it? No. <laughs> you don't want to hear your own voice. No, I don't want to hear my own voice. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Okay. 
Well, thanks, Mum. I want to see those artistic pictures with the... uh, Okay. With the toilet roll. Oh, and the other thing, Performance art and its making. The other thing, of course, was all your... um, You always used to... From a very, very early age, from about three, four, five, you would always put on performances. So, particularly at Christmas, you'd do them for Grandma. Yeah. Your performances. And you'd My come down all dressed up and you'd have created a performance. Mm-hmm. I remember. So, you know, <laughs> I remember that, using it, my teddy bears to reenact your my teddy play. bears, yeah. I remember, uh, this is quite good as it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I remember for Christmas I did like the one, that it was the nativity, but baby Jesus had... Um, gone lost and they and like mary and joseph were like where's our baby and they had to go find him and they met rudolph and rudolph was like oh, i hope you find him and santa helped as well and baby jesus was in the advent calendar yes he I was got... on the last on the 25th and they opened the door to the advent calendar he was Seems there very clever. i know I... I thought it was a masterpiece and it should be well, on at the national theater but someone should give me funding to put and it fact, on <laughs> I think you got me to write the script out, so we have the script somewhere. No, that's why I remember it so well, because I read it a couple uh, of years back. Okay. That is why. So if anyone is interested in funding me in my amazing play, I have the script made, uh, co-written by Rona Turner. Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, but that's I had to get you to write it out for me, because yeah. I couldn't write it. No, I had the ideas, but couldn't write or spell it. Yeah. No, you would definitely wouldn't have been able to then. Mm. But I was trying to help you, so you wanted to do it, and you wanted the script, so I did that for you. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, hopefully anyone else with dyslexia has a good mother as you to push for it, okay. or just education could change to acknowledge it a bit better. Yeah, that might be the better thing, really. Yeah. Because, they... it, it, you know, as a parent, it was... Well, you know, you just... It was a, this thing of keep pushing. You thought it would be so much easier if it was if it was a holistic thing that just carried on, and you you know yeah. you got the help you needed when you needed it. And yeah, it was just there for you, rather than having to ask for it. And like you say, with some people who wouldn't be there for them if they surely just every do. kid when they go into sec- primary school should just be tested. Yeah, they should be. I agree. Just everyone. Yeah. Well, that you know, the teachers will become quite experienced as well, and knowing they could, you know, choose the ones, they could select the ones that they thought yeah. might have dyslexic tendencies. Yeah. Well, I did a test the other day. Well, not a proper one, but like a little one, um, to uh, at uni, and she was like, "Yep, yeah, we've definitely got dyslexia, and you have tendencies of dyspraxia." And I was mm. like, "Ah, oh, okay." There you go. She didn't use tendencies. She was like, you've definitely got it. If you well, want to do that official one, that's you 300 pounds. Yes, exactly. And she was like, she was like, it is. She, she agreed with me. She was like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Um, she was like, you try and get funding from uni. Um, but mm. that is just the way it, the government do it. It's not, it's not really the school's fault or the teacher's fault, I'd say. No. It's, no, that's true. It's, it's the, the people at the top. It is the people at the top. But however... The schools and the heads of the schools could lobby for it. They could, yeah. You know, they could uh, try and get something done for those children that basically they're failing by not, you know, mm-hmm. by not giving them the help they need in the way that they need it. Yeah, and also like the way just exams could be changed in the way that you're taught as well. Yeah. Mm. 
listening. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Well, I'll let you get back to your life now. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for being on it. <laughs> I'll send it to you so you can have a listen. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.